millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow, there we go. Shoulder footy cast back in back chat studios. The boys are back from Bali. Skeeter's off his vacation. He's back on the straight and narrow. And Scoey's back too. How are you, Skeeter? Hello, Scoey. Yes, I thought I was in the mothballs for the end of the year. I thought you said, we're done, we're dusted. I thought, this is brilliant. I'll just chill and uh, go about my normal life. But you've called us back for a very important uh, day in the AFL football calendar. It is, of course, AFL Draft Day. But uh, last night, I stayed up to midnight, watched Australia win the World Cup for a sixth time, beat India. Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, hundred, well, watched, yeah. uh, watched till midnight, 130,000. In the man, 30, in the man uh, They were quiet. They were very quiet. Uh, went to Coldplay the night before. So I've been surrounded by events and I believe you had a pretty big weekend as well. Well, before we get to me, let's just stay on you for a little bit, Skeeter. Um, I can hear you ignoring me. I know you can hear me through those moth mothball ears of yours. So you went to Coldplay. Yes. How was that? Uh, I'm not a I'm not a diehard fan, but I thought it was an outstanding show. Yes. So that was a midnight finish, was it? Or uh, yeah. Or? Yes. Just to, took the bride there, and then just we right. sort of wandered across. Had the, the little wristbands that ignited. They they sort of glowed in the in the dark. How they do that? I want to, I don't know. They've got you asking me that sort of shit. <laughs> anyway, it was good. It worked really well. I was going to take it out, and uh, but I, my wife said, "No, they're biodegradable or something." So because he's very environmentally friendly, so we just had to put those in a bin. On right. So you wouldn't have been happy with that. So uh, and then so that was a late finish, and then late and yeah. then late last night, late again. But yeah, but not on the gas last night. No right. shelters, just uh, watching the cricket and, and keeping an eye on things. Yeah. In the man cave, uh, a bit of both, but the man cave and, and my formal area, which is my sort of dining area, where your kids. Your kids were jumping from right. couch to couch. So that's, to what, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to just push you into. So last time we were here, Shell Footy Cast, been doing this for two years now. Never been around to your house. I never had the honour of being no. invited around, to no. be honest. No. You, had, you had invited me, but I hadn't been there. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a big event with Backchat, Fistball Invitational, going very well, the Western Fisters, by the way, Skeeter. <laughs> now, now, we had... Uh, clearly, clearly, there was a very last resort. I rang Mark Redding. No, you're actually quite near the top of the table for looking after our children. I volunteered. Because I needed Alex down doing fist folds at the Invitational. <laughs> and you did volunteer. You had my children. I was of the understanding that it was Victoria and Mark looking after Sid and Nash. Little did I know and later found out it was just Mark. So my Mark, wife went shopping. Mark Signor Redding's. <laughs> Was one on one with a five year old or two year old. How did you get a quick summary of how you went? Well, just bear in mind, I have had twins, and so that's, just three, that. that's 23 years ago, roughly. So you look at it and you go, this shouldn't be too hard. Um, they were really good kids. We went down to the park, but you know, Sid's two, he's trying to jump off uh, you know, the highest possible vantage point. I'm thinking, I don't need to lose a child that's not mine on uh, on my watch. And uh, so, essentially, to be brutally honest, I was sitting there, I'm trying to have a bet on a multi. I'm just, saying, Can we go to the park? I said, just wait five minutes for this race. Anyway, so I keep feeding Sid these little lot, and he kept eating them. And this good, so he was happy. And now she's teaching him swear words. No, it's just a, a, a funky adventure. Just going. <laughs> 
How do you, you know this word? You were quite stressed. You were quite stressed oh, when I, I got to you. Oh, only because it... You spilled a beer. When, <laughs> spilled a beer on well, sober. You want to be a cheeky dart for fire, fire <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably true. But, but what, I, what I will say is when they're not your kids, you are, you're a little bit more on edge. And so uh, anyway, all's, uh, all's well that ends well. And we got we got through that. And uh, yeah, that was a, a good... Not, yeah, they, they had a lot of sugar in their system by the time. Yeah, they still <laughs> haven't right. slept since I got back two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that, Skeet. So you've got something. Some information no, no, just, on me. What is what you talk, your, talking your, about? Yeah, that was pretty tame compared to. Um, can I ask you just an honest question? Just an honest question. Will you answer it if I ask you an we honest will, question? We will get to the draft preview. Yeah, at some it's just a pretty easy answer. Yeah, you can ask me a question. Um, how many times have you vomited in the last, say, two months? Oh, quite a few, actually. It's becoming quite a habit. <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? I'm not sure. <laughs> what are you, what are you going with? What I just want to find out what's. Are you, have you got a low tolerance to I was in Bali, yeah. There was some. <laughs> Shocking food poisoning over there. Yeah, but what about this weekend? Anything that might uh, reflect your behavioural issues? This is your story. This is. (laughs) I'm asking you a question. (laughs) This is your story. Well, I've just told you, you might have had a Chris Mew on the weekend. Chris Mew. What a Stewie Dew. Chris, Chris Mew is what you used to call Spew, yeah. Yeah, Stewie Dew rhymes with Spew too, mate. I'll ask you a question. You've just got to answer it and then we move on. Did I ask you on the weekend? Yes, yes I did. Congratulations. Well, Thank you very much, you, Are you 35 or 15? Well, I was doing shots of uh, whippersnapper at the bar I was at. Oh, like, and, I, and I was feeling fine when I was there. And then I got, got here and it caught up with me a little bit. Isn't it amazing how, how your stories about me come from one source and my stories about you come from the, come from the same source? <laughs> Hello, Liv. Beautiful daughter of Mark Reddings. Also babysitting our children. Thank you, Skeeter. Let's uh, move on a little bit from our debaucherous behaviour. Shut your uh, a big shout out to Bottle Mart, a big shout out to Thirsty Camel, yep. all that sort of stuff. We're not going to do either of those, but hello, thank you, Shelter. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we're going to be here today, which is the draft preview, and we're going to be doing a draft review tomorrow, Skeeter. So I got you back to back days. No, I can't wait. Just for a little, and that'll that'll be it for the year, won't it? We're not going to come back for the well, the rookie draft or anything. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If West Coast draft Harley Reid, we may have to do a bit of a Harley Reid draft party at some stage, Skeeter. I reckon Chris Martin. And Harley Reid, there's been more inches on the, the West Australian. No, seriously, I, I don't think I've ever... You look, Go back to Jack Watts, who was the number one draft yeah. pick uh, all those years ago. And I know we've a long way down the track, time-wise, and the media's changed, but it is quite extraordinary, the attention, particularly in WA, given you know, if the Eagles finished fifth and the Dockers third, yes. maybe it wouldn't be the same. But he's just... It's extraordinary. How he's going to cope with it, only someone like you might know. Let's get into it, Skeet. Let's have a good look at what's going to happen in this draft. Let's start with Fremantle and West Coast. Frio to start with. They come into this draft with, you know, look, I would say an underwhelming draft hand, 34, 46, 60, 64, 85. There's been rumours of themselves trading them way back into it. Uh, they traded out of the second round this year into a first round pick next year for Port Adelaide very early on in the trade period. So... They had a second-round pick they've got rid of, Luke Jackson. That's their first-round pick this year uh, to Melbourne, which is pick six. Uh, so they you know, part ways with that right now for, for Luke Jackson. Uh, they're not going to have any action tonight. They're still going to have to add to their list, though, and they can't just... Uh, can't be idle. You, correct. You, you try, and, try and make something out of nothing. And look, if you go back 12 months, the Luke Jackson deal went through. I, I think you look back and go, well, I'm pretty comfortable if you're, if you're a Dockers fan as to what they've got now. Obviously, you have to give up something. They've done that. They knew what they were going to take their medicine this year. Yes. And um, Melbourne were, were the beneficiaries of that. So I, I've got, I'm not expecting the, the world from 
Um, Fremantle is it Jeremy Sharp who's sort of yep as a delisted free agent. That's that's one change. But this is this is why the pressure's on Fremantle is because clearly the the way they've built their list and their way they're operating in the draft period at the moment, uh, so trade period and draft, uh, is they're confident with their list. They're not They're not trying to add big bunches Are of they? guys. Well, I mean, two years ago, they had Jai Amos, Neil Erasmus, Matthew Johnson at the draft. They get Luke Jackson in. Uh, last year, um, they didn't have any top-range picks, but they added Hugh Davies, Tom Emmett, Max Noble, Corey Wagner, which we've seen a couple of those guys play at the level. I like Tom Emmett. Um, yeah, we saw him late in the piece, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, I like Tom Emmett. But in saying that, they're going to go again this year with, with no real high-end talent. That that that's a club that's happy with their list. If they're not happy, they're trying to desperately trade up into the first round, and get some more high and talent in. When you say happy with the list, I think they know they've got deficiencies, but their hands are tied a bit in terms of drafting this year. And and look, I, I don't know if the the two are linked, but Joe Bridey going into um, the, the head of football yes. and Peter Bell uh, moving out of that. Now I'm not sure there's any relevance to it. I can only look from the outside that that there's been players leave the club. Has that got something to do with this? Are they happy with um, the retention rate? So when you say they're happy with their list, I I think they're I think everyone knows they've got some deficiencies on their list, and and a lot of it's their midfield, I believe. Um, so yeah, I look. I'd expect to. I wouldn't expect there to be too many headlines re Fremantle tonight, but. They'll be trying to um, scheme and wheel and deal where possible. Yeah, I think, look, if they don't uh, operate tonight, we've seen them in the back end of the draft. And just quickly, so tonight, just you know, for what it's worth, first round. So we're looking with academy picks at around between 24 and 27 selections as it played out, you know. Starts over at 4pm tonight. And finishes around uh, 9 o'clock. No, <laughs> it does take a fair while, that doesn't it, Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, and look, for, for Freo fans, there won't be a whole lot of action, but I do think the thing to watch for Freo fans tonight is how many local guys go in this first crop of players, how many Western Australians, Western Australians are out the door because you mentioned it, the retention stuff. And, and look, that's not necessarily guys wanting to go home, there's been contract issues, all of that. You're certainly, to a point, safer drafting West Australians. And if they're, if they're getting guys in that back end of the draft and you are having a roll of the dice you're probably more inclined to have a roll of the dice with a local kid, to be honest. So I think Fremantle uh, admin staff, the guys that are making those moves, will be watching very carefully who comes off the table tonight. And I think as a Freo fan, you probably should be doing the same. You'll be, I think you'll be having a look at outside run. I think that's a real real need, especially with Liam Henry out the door. Um, look, there's some guys that can do it. Michael Frederick, um, Switkowski comes in and out. Uh, I think they'd be hoping Nathan O'Driscoll sort of steps back up to that first year we saw him. Um, of course, his brother, Aiden is a chance to get drafted. I don't know if he'll slip enough to Fremantle's pick, but they have, Nathan, they've got two O'Driscolls already at the footy club, Nathan's sister. And she she was done. outstanding uh, in AFLW. Done. And just on Aiden, uh, caught him in the Colts grand final and a bit this year, kicked two goals early for Perth against Claremont. Uh, whether he's got the same skill level as Nathan, not sure, but I can guarantee you this, he's quicker. He's really? very quick. Really? He's, he's oh mate, he's he's super quick. He did really well at the combine, so you're right, he, he's a possibility. And if you if you're looking at West Australians that if not tonight, then certainly over the next uh, 24, 48 hours, um, Lance Collard, really good season for Subiac. Small say, forward? Yeah, small forward. Kicked five goals in two finals, so like ten in two uh, for Subiaco. Um, combine testing was good. 
I think he'd, you know, he'd love to stay in WA. And, of course, he's an Eagles NGA uh, product. So yes. there's that possibility. Colton Tolstrup, who uh, played league footy for Subiaco, has played a league this year, which is important, stepping up from Colts. He's had some really good moments with them going into the midfield. Big body. He'll yes. go. He'll yes. go definitely. Um, Dan Curtin's Dan going. Curtin's a given. We'll t- touch on how that There's might play for the Eagles. Absolutely. Um, just some other names just off the top of my head. Um, Riley Hardiman, a talent. You mentioned O'Driscoll. Um, there's there's probably three or four others that come into play, including Clay Hall. Yes, Peel Boy. Peel Boy goes okay. And there's a, some really nice raps about him as well. Mitch Edwards from Peel. Big Ruckman. Ruckman. Yeah, absolutely. He's one that uh, Adam Jones at the Footy Commission believes has got a lot of upside. So there's probably... Guys like that are going. Yes, like, it just Upside as a Ruckman, it just depends where... It depends how much upside a club thinks. Yeah, totally. So there's... Look, I'm, just tonight, there's probably half a dozen players from WA in the mix, whether they all go, whether some go, remains to be seen. But um, just going back to draft night for you, was it with the butterflies on yeah. the morning, during the day, the whole day, for a week? How long did they... Well, yeah. How long was it set in, set in for? Well, there was no TV coverage back... Back when I, so I was listening to yeah, the wire, like proper wireless, and you you literally look. They had little snippets. I think Shifter Sheehan was in there giving these little, you know, still, snip, yeah, he's yeah. on 107 drafts, isn't he? Because he gives the little, you know, oh, you know, Will Schofield out of Newtown and Chilwell and John he's Collins, athletic, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he always he's on, on the money, but we're copying that, right? But you hear the the number read out, so you got your number. So I knew my number and whatever that was, it's like a six digit number and every draft pick starts with the same three numbers. So it's like one, three, <laughs> one, seven, four, three. And so you hear the one, three, one, and then you might seven, seven. four. It's like a chook lotto. And yeah. then it's seven, seven, three. It's like, oh, fuck me. So like I was picked 50. So look, I, I, I didn't have a guarantee of getting picked up. So it was a bit of a, I just had mum, mum, dad, um, I mean, my brother's around as well. But it's funny because David Mundy, I spoke to him two weeks ago. He said he was actually asleep. This is this is going back to you know roughly yeah. that time. He said, "Oh, one of my mates rang me and said you've been drafted by Fremantle." <laughs> and then of course his mum, um, she cried and still crying actually because he moved over here and hasn't moved back. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, just, it's just fascinating. I like blokes who are in their twenties and and even twenty five, thirty. They're going. They must not like. How, how did you operate a draft? Just it's a world away from the the saturated coverage we're getting in 2023. Just imagine what would have been happening when you were of draft age, Skeeter. They would have been sending out telegrams. Well, draft would have been not quite Vietnam. I wasn't born then. We're talking about going to war or going <laughs> oh, to play the AFL. Hell, of course. Okay. Now let's get into this one because uh, we love sharing the love, but, but realistically, West Coast has been the, the they've been the most talked about football club um, in the land coming into this draft because they have picked one. Uh, there's been multiple offers for that pick. West Coast have, uh, to a point, I, I think are interested in, in looking at trading it, but haven't really budged on the offers that have come across. Uh, North Melbourne's been a key player. Melbourne have put an offer across. Uh, Hawthorne have been putting put an offer across. They're the three clubs that can still take it. Um, and and then you've linked that with Harley Reid, who, by all reports, reading around, I've seen multiple recruiters say he's been the best best young talent they've ever seen um that's big raps and west coast are going to make this decision uh, do they take pick one take the best young talent that's ever come across the afl recruiters eyes or do they split that pick into multiple first rounders two potentially three given the list spot the, the spot the list is in do they do they get a bunch of young talent or do they 
do they get the big rooster over? How, how do you see this playing out? Because there's been a lot of speculation. And, and I've got to be honest with you, you have chopped and changed a couple of times, which is fair enough. But that's how I do things. Yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> and the last time we spoke on air, radio, you suggested that they would trade out uh, that uh, pick one to to facilitate more options. I started like that. So I started, they've got to, they've got to trade pick one to give themselves a bigger group of kids coming in because they, they, they have a significant list we get two, discrepancy. When you say bigger big group, you're going to get two, two... No, it has to be three, mate. It has to be well, three first-rounders well, uh, for pick one. Yeah, so you might have to include pick 23. So it might have to be pick one and pick 23 and you get a two, three future first, something like that, right? Maybe some other picks thrown in. But if you're trading pick one, you need to get three first-rounders. So that's how I first started. Then I watched a bit of vision, saw the hype of Harley Reid, thought, poor... Maybe maybe you don't. Like maybe he's your guy. Maybe he's your 300-game, 10-time best and fairest winner. Under 14s, 21 yeah. games. Yeah, correct. I think I read 120 goals. It's <laughs> just extra- under 14s. Correct. So, I mean, this is the decision that West Coast Eagles will be going through as well. Like, is this guy good enough? And do we – you know, it's not risking at all, but do we not spread the risk? Do we just go, right, he's the best, let's take him and, and we'll – We'll build around him. That's the decisions they've got to make. Do you want to know where I am right now, Skate? Love to know. I think at 8.45 a.m. draft day, I think West Coast trade pick one. I think there's still yet to be the best offers put forward by North Melbourne. It's a bit like – I think you're right. It's a bit like going to an auction of a, of a house. You, you're going to save your – why, keep why your that, powder dry until it, it's really required. Why would you trade – if you're going to entertain trading pick one, why would you trade it? six weeks ago when you hold the power. Absolutely. You wait to the death and if it doesn't come... I Personally, I'm, I'm in the other camp. I think they're going to keep him. I think they'll... they'll I think they're very open to to try to somehow get Dan Curtin in that trading their future first rounder and trying to manipulate to get... That would be, for me, their ideal situation. If they could get Curtin and Reid and, and albeit you're talking about the other draft selections in the first round, that, to me, would be an absolute brilliant result for West Coast. Tough yeah. to engineer, but that I think would be the ideal scenario. So, yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and look, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put my house on the no, fact no, that they no, trade them. Nor am I, because it's... it's. I, I, I Look, I, what I think I could put my house on, and I'm still not going to, but I reckon I'm more certain there's going to be an offer come tonight that is better than West Coast have seen. Of course. Will West Coast make that, that deal? I think, they, I think they're going to. I think the offer's going to be good enough and they're going to try and spread the load, and they're going to use the um, commodity that is Harley Reid, which is the best young talent that's come out, to really upskill their list, really push it up. Is it a two, three plus future first? Is it two, three late first round of this year? Whatever it is, I think they get a big young bunch of kids into the footy club, and Harley Reid makes his way to whichever club makes the best offer. Now, the interesting thing with the Dan Curtin stuff, so this is the flip side. Okay, let's say West Coast best outcome out of this draft is to land Harley Reid and Dan Curtin. That's massive tick. If you're Alistair Clarkson and you own pick two and three, he is, and I haven't heard this spoken about too much, but we, we know he's been cozying he up loves him. to Kurtz, apparently, right? To Dan Curtin. He's been flying over. He's flown Dan Curtin over. And, he, and people are finding out about it is the other thing, right? Coaches can do this without uh, anyone knowing. But everyone knows about this, right? And... There's one person in particular that knows it's happening, and that's Alistair Clarkson. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's spreading the load because if you're Alistair Clarkson and you are uh, initiating this sort of stuff with Dan Curtin, who he knows West Coast want him, 
you'd be getting a little bit shifty as West Coast. You'd be going, oh, if we take Harley Reid and we don't try pick one, we're not getting Dan Curtin because North Melbourne are taking him with pick three. Two and three coming after, we're not getting Dan Curtin. So we're not going to get this thing that we want. I think that's what Alistair Clarkson's pushing that. He wants Harley Reid. He knows West Coast want Dan Curtin. He's putting some stuff in place to make West Coast go, well, maybe we may need to make this move with North Melbourne. Or at least Elsa Clarkson's trying to do that. What to say you? It's a poker face situation, isn't it, so. Scully? It feels, yeah, there's a bit of that. Gee, it's, there's a lot of, lot of talk about it. Um, I think at the end of the day, the Eagles have got to go with what they, they trust. And if, if they think that Harley's the best option and try and build with another selection or selections or curtain, then so be it. But, I, yeah, I, the only thing is you, you don't take Harley Reid and he comes out and absolutely yeah. tears the competition to shreds. Yes. And he, he was sitting at your doorstep. He was there. He was willing to come over, but apparently so that's the case. Yes. And you don't take him. I, I just think the, the egg on your face, the potential, that's all I'm saying. There, Sometimes you just got to look at what's obvious, what's the obvious move, yes. and go from there. But I do look. I totally empathise with someone saying they've got to get not just one bloke; they get two, three, four quality young players yes. to just expedite this list rebuild. It's going to be bloody interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm for for the first time in a fairly long while. I'm actually quite interested to see what happens. Now, just explain to me on tonight when it comes to pick number one with any possible trade West Coast does. Will we know that? Before, or how long before? I think they can, they can trade it right up until they pick. So the clock will start. And they've got that they, two minutes or three minutes. <clears> yeah, but they can trade it. I think it opens two or one hour before the draft tonight. Yep. And they've got opportunity to trade that before. But, but they, we'll, and we, they can we'll also live that. trade in the draft. Okay. So they could have pick 23 and their, their two minute starts and a club could give them a call and say, hey, how about we give you our future first for 23? They can do that live draft. Why, night. So, yeah, just why would you as a, as a club do that? Is that trying to put heat on the Eagles, for instance, in this situation? Is it trying to rattle them? Or, or, or vice versa? Like yeah. West Coast going, we're going to take him. You've got two minutes left. We would put your best offer on and we're taking him. And, and mate, like maybe it's, it's – it's, that's why it's interesting, I think. So, so just going back to whoever's announcing from a West Coast perspective, pick one, West Coast goes, we've decided to trade pick one – in exchange for so. X, Y, Z. That'll be interesting. That, that I've, I can't now. Tell me if I'm wrong. I've, I've got no history of this. Has that ever happened? Not pick, pick one. one. No, but, no. But like they, they've done it. With, I remember like a couple of years ago, Carlton traded their traded into the or back up to the first pick of the second day or whatever. I don't. I don't know. The bottom line is having listen to Rowan O'Brien. The, the beauty of, of the draft now is that in the old days you have pick one, yep. 20, 34, and that that was essentially you did that. Pick, have that pick, and have that. There's pick. There's a lot more going on now. We've got academy, a lot uh, more flexibility. So Gold Coast apparently uh, are going to um, trade, oh, not trade. They, they've got academy picks, at least four of them in the first round that they're going to be matching picks. So they've got a shitload of back end picks to to get value. That's something that hasn't happened forever. Um, Daniel, yeah. Um, any thoughts on Dan Const, everybody? Uh, Nick Natanui flying over to Melbourne to apparently present. Reed with the number nine. Well, so it's not represent Reed. He's presenting number nine. Number, to their number first one. Pick. Yeah. So the the narrative that's been put out there is exactly what you just said, right? And I would say all the Nuffy West Coast fans like yourself are going, oh, he's going over to present Reed. No, he's giving it to their first pick. That could be pick two, pick three. The number one pick of West Coast will get the number nine. 
is that pick two as well. I think it's pick two. I, I, I think West Coast trade it. I will say, Harley Reid and Ruben Jinby, the boy, in the same uh, midfield is proper, like, Dan Con sweating in his seat, left to right cheek type areas. Like, he's getting a bit excited, I think. Like, Ruben Jinby, uh, Elijah Hewitt, who I I hold very highly. The first like the first couple of actions I saw him do on AFL field, I was like, he's very good. So if he develops and comes back fit, which I've heard he has, Ruben Jimby apparently is just in extraordinary shape. Looks like some big barrel chested thirty five year old like veteran footballer running around out there. You put a Harley Reid with that. That that in itself is they can roll that out as their marketing package for the next. 15 years, the footy club. So I think that'll be getting a few little uh, things turning. Don Pike added as the CEO, I think, since we last sat down, yep. Skeeter. I wonder if he has any influence whatsoever. He has Probably to. not. Well, he, I, has to, well, he has to have some imprimatur. I mean, he, let's be honest, as of January or whenever Niz officially steps down. I think it's pre-Christmas. Pre-Christmas, pre Chris, yeah. So I don't see why he wouldn't be involved in, in today in having his fingerprints on it because, let's be honest, he's he's the, the man that's going to have to mm. wear the brunt of any criticism in some respects and, and accept the praise. But you're right, there's there's a bit of excitement. You've got Reid. I know Jimby, he's your, your golden, oh, boy. golden I'd, boy. I'd just like to see him just on a footy. Next year, I want to see him... Uh, maybe I'm being too harsh, but I want to see him get more of his own footy and be. Yes. Yeah. I just and I think Reed needs to bring for me. You talk about number one draft pick, Jimby's. You know, very solid citizen, but I'd like to see that that silk, that real, which I don't think Jimby's got at that. Well, this they day. played him as a tagger. Yeah, for, that's for what a I'm saying. Bit. I just and want to see him not laying 17 tackles. Well, uh, I want to see him get his get his own footy and see what he's like in that respect. Well, speaking of Ruben, like I don't think he's ever been that player, and he's certainly trying to. Teach himself too. He's been an outside, been a half backer. He's been a you know a footy coming at him sort of guy. Mm. So you can't just click your fingers and become that guy. But sometimes we see these really high talented work rate guys, which are, you know Ruben Jimby seems every bit about it. If you can put them on some of the guns of the competition, they're that smart that they go, oh right, Scott Pendlebury, that was amazing how he did. Marcus Bond and Pally, geez, you know he had thirty five touches. Mm. How did he do that? And like. That's the sort of guy that... Quick learners. You know, Marcus Bond and Pally is probably a great example of what Ruben Jimby could be. Less of a Patrick Cripps type and more of a Bond and Pally. Left foot, silk, some talent, but inside as well. He can win it like mm. Bond and Pally, incredible contested player. I just want to see a little bit more of that silk. Just I know he's... I'm sure he's got that in him. It just felt like he was... Um, how do you say? He looked like one of those, you know, in a horse race, one of those ones that was sent out as um, the... the the draft horse to do the hard work. And I think, well, if he's going to be a really long-term player and not, and not banged up early, then I just want to see a bit more of his the creative side of it. I the heard they had to stop him uh, in the gym. He put on six kilos around when he's hammy, sort of have a little yep. tweak. And that they it goes that hard. that Like Shannon Hearn had the same thing. Just It's not a bad thing. It's looking at weights and it goes that hard and he's just putting on muscle mass, just an absolute unit. And they said, mate, just chill. Just, can you just chill out? Speaking please? of muscle mass, so hang on, there's a, who's just in brief, who is the new uh, nickname, the bloke that's the, in charge of the... The, the weapon. The we- no, 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 they're not the weapon. Killer. Killer, yeah, killer. <laughs> Jeez, the, the killer. How's the killer going? Well, West Coast, I think, have got the biggest sports uh, uh, fitness and conditioning and sports science group in the AFL. They've... 
turn Warren Cofed's job into three, I believe, effectively. Uh, weights focus, running focus, which is Matty Innes, who's come across mm. them. The Bulldogs, very good reviews early on from inside the footy club there. And there's another, there's there's someone else that I've probably missed. There's three guys that have come in. So West Coast, who, you know, Trevor Nisbet came out and said it, and I think internally they needed to make some improvements there. And by all reports, they have, but it's yeah, yeah it's going to be an interesting. The proof year comes. For West Coast. Yeah, they just have to because be. we we probably don't we can't really move past our the worst side in the competition by this by year. a margin. Um, yeah. and, and let's be honest, way. they they need. But right. First thing they've got to have a decent preseason. Injuries or lack of them would help, and then obviously they need vast improvement in in uh, their ability factor against they, the best sides. They currently have pick one, pick twenty three, pick thirty seven, pick fifty eight, pick eighty one, which I don't think is a very good draft hand. That's what's leaning me towards them trading it. You think they're going to take Harley Reid? Yeah, well, going to have a little need yeah, of a, have a no, little couple of shelters on it. Maybe absolutely, a, a yeah. four pack of shelters. Yeah, I'll put it this way: if if you're right, I'll babysit the boys again. Is that and right? If, if I'm wrong, <laughs> if you're wrong, what happens? I'll have to work that one out. Okay. Well, let's have a think about it. We've got uh, about a little bit left of this podcast. You can figure it out, Skeeter. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shallow Footy Cast. I thought we'd just have a little look around at things that have happened while we've been off uh, chops, Skeeter, you and I. <laughs> Not off chops, no, sorry. No, no. But yeah, that, well, that, you could In say part, that way as well. Yeah. Uh, round, are they calling it Round Zero? Is that what well, the fixtures are out. Round zero. It's just round one, isn't it? The northern states. Why do they just call it round one? Uh, because it's round one is the following week. Yeah, Actually, it's for four points, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's why don't you just call it yeah, round possibly. one? But do you know, here's a quirky fact. Do you know that come round one, which is the you know after the northern states have their little banquet the first uh, weekend of the season, um, come the opening round, by the Friday of that opening round, oh, before right. lots, 10 teams have played, yeah. either Richmond yes. or Carlton could yes. be 0-2. <laughs> yeah, they've got two games before anyone. Like West Coast, I don't think they play Sunday. Around they what? play Sunday uh, in Adelaide, of course, against Port Adelaide. So I know Dan did put out a tweet saying he can't see West Coast being beaten in the first, what, 24 rounds. 24 rounds. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> and I've looked at him going... Jeez, I can't see him winning one in the first ten. No, that, the got first a tough six score. they've got a pretty tough run in it. First six rounds yeah. at, at at a minimum. Frio Frio's fixture looked all right. Yeah, look, they've got three Friday night games, which is a benefit. Bear in mind the Eagles off Broadway, given and rightfully so. No Thursdays, no Fridays. One MCG. Yeah, so but the Dockers have got three. The uh, Magpies here in May. The Sir Doug Nichols round as part of that. So three Friday night games. I don't mind their. People say their draws tough. Getting Brisbane first up here. I think it's perfect for them. I think oh, they'll be more advanced. I think that's a very winnable game early, given grand finals historically a little bit tardy to start. So and North, I think second. They'll have the <coughs> excuse me. They'll have the target on Brisbane. It's like well, these guys a kick away from being the best in the comp last year. Let's beat them round one. That's a big focus for a footy club. And just bear in mind what happened to Fremantle this year with regards to. Beaten by St Kilda, and yep. St Kilda played finals, so credit to them. But North Melbourne knocked them off. North two. Melbourne beat them here. Yeah, zero and two, and history says, and it's happened yeah. again that you, you're always struggling if you get away to a slow start. So they've got to get off to a fly, or at least be with the rest of the competition early on. And I think they can do that. And the Eagles, what have they got? They got the Giants. I think round two here, off the top of my head. Yes, and that sounds imposing, given they were so good this year, but. They knocked them off. They, they knocked off the Giants. Can you believe the Eagles beat the Giants this yes, year? Yes, incredible. Mm. They beat two teams or three teams. I can't remember. They were bottom of the ladder. A uh, couple of things with the fixture. Um, it is... Uh, I forgot the first point. The second point... <laughs> it is your big weekend coming back to roost. Far out. What was I going to say about it? Anyway, 
Mason Cox not happy <laughs> that the defending premiers are not at the MCG Friday night against Brisbane, I assume, or Carlton, or not 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 happy at all that they won the flag. They round one, they need to be at home and they need to be playing. He said that he's heading to the uh, showgrounds, uh, showgrounds, which is where they have livestock, and not, yeah, happy, not al- happy. I think he was also referring to the fact that while the NRL is opening their uh, season in Vegas, in Vegas uh, you know, to the bright lights of Vegas, and he's an American, of course, he's going to uh, the livestock uh, area of uh, Western Sydney. I enjoyed the back and forth from Dave Matthews, CEO of GWS, and Mason Cox. Yeah. Mason's come out, said what he thinks, and you can, yeah, look, yeah, I. I like having a dig at it and having fun with it, but I certainly respect just saying what you think. I like to think and I do what, the same you know, thing. It's lighthearted. It's nothing personal. He's had correct. taken the piss. But I also think you've got to respect and love the fact that the CEO of the club has come out and, and thrown some humour back at it. Like, I think that's humour as well. He's, uh, he said uh, a bit of degrade humour. It's his thing, Mason Cox, assuming he's going to be in game. the side. But that's good. Yeah. Like, I, I would hope Mason enjoys that too because – He would because you know what? And you're the same. If you've got – he wasn't being personal, but he was having a little dig back. Nah, no issue at all. I reckon it's – we need more of it. And uh, Mason Cox, you know what? You've got a premiership next to your name. You can strut around for a while like you did. Just on yeah, – <laughs> do. <laughs> Present tense. Uh, the, the the other thing I was going to say on the opening round, I think it's called – it's not round zero. It's opening round. Yeah. Which is – that's dumb. But I, what you need to appreciate and understand about the AFL is it's, and I'll say this multiple times, it's not a game for the fans. The, the AFL, although they love your money and they love you buying memberships and they love you coming to games and they love you watching, it's not about the fans. They, they are trying to get market share against other sports and they are trying to own the landscape as much as they can. So putting an extra round into the fixture is about owning more of the media, sports media landscape. And that gives them more eyes for the broadcast deal. It gives them, uh, yes, a a leg up on the NRL if they're trying to compete in those areas in the north. Uh, I've heard lots of outcry from fans saying, no one asked for this. The AFL doesn't care, really, what you think. They're just trying to they're trying to leverage their position in the sporting landscape in Australia. That's it's about money for them. They're trying to make more money, and and from that sense, I really like the opening round. I think they've extended the year by a week, effectively added in an extra week, while creating um, buzz and talk in the media. People like you and me talking about it, and then then when it happens, there's going to be t- like that's all they want. They they want more more leverage in that space. So. Sometimes you got to shift your, your 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 vision from okay, we no one asked for this opening round. It's bullshit. There's buyers by the end of round two. The two two teams could be zero and two before anyone even plays. The, the AFL doesn't really care about that. No, and that's uh, totally. And I think they're jumping at shadows a bit with the NRL stuff uh, with the Vegas thing. But you're right. There is market share, and they they want to try and create something a bit different. I don't mind it. The gather round, which I've got to be honest, five years ago, I saw the magic round in the NRL. I said, why can't we do that in Perth? It may happen down the track, but it's gone to South Australia instead. And what we've got now is, uh, you know, there's definitely some antagonism between the NRL and the AFL. And the bottom line is the NRL, um, despite my initial thoughts, they actually, rugby league attracts more a bigger TV audience in the course of a year than the AFL. Now I went, wow, how's that? Attracts what? A bigger TV audience and... Over the course of the year, right, which staggered me because I'd look at figures for Friday night football yes. and AFL completely out, out yes. points NRL. Here's where they get us: 
They get us during State of Origin. Yes. They get us when there's three matches with two million people watching each each right. of those matches. So therefore, that yeah, I know it's those figures are put into the mix. They get the, the the numbers that they want. But yeah, you're right. The AFL are um, you know it's the fans will keep. We'll watch footy in, in yeah, February. If absolutely. We well, I'm not sure how many practice games there are, Scoey, this year or pre-season probably, games. Probably not a lot. Maybe one. That's what I think that's great. Thursday night football every week for the 14, first 14 rounds. Up, up from 11, terrific. Yeah. We love Thursday night footy. Yeah, right. I think everyone does. I think Thursday night is terrific. Uh, 11 this year, 14 next year. Um, in terms of WA, we get a little shift. For Friday night footy starts now at... 10 minutes earlier. 5.40, is that yeah, right? 10 minutes early, Scoey. Yeah, and then 5... 20 is it on Thursday? Anyway, it shifted a bit earlier. Obviously, for yeah, the, I'll be with a 10 minute. Oh, you about, just, is it? if I'm you know out and about, it means you to get home a little bit earlier. Or you knock uh, a beer off in 10 minutes? Yeah, you know, I think I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to finish on this one, Scott. That's yes. enough about the fixture. Josh Dacos flat about seeing the difference and disparity between EPL and AFL players and the treatment they get in between the two leagues. Josh, I mean this. Look, I the, like credit, it. the credit, well, I like it too because I don't see Nick's name in this fucking article. It's not Josh <laughs> and Nick. It's just Josh. For context, he said this at the races in a, it would have been a cashy in some room. Derby Day or something, so, was it? Yeah, it was. And so so there's media in there. He would have been on the beers, guaranteed. Yeah, fair enough. He's just won a flag. He's in a room full of punters. He's trying to get a bit of, like yeah, you get in those situations as a player, and you're like, I don't want to just give nothing. Exactly. I want to say something that's interesting. Well, going exactly because we did a Sportsman's Day together about two months ago, and you did exactly that because I always thought most people thought uh, Dan that uh, Dom Sheed had won the grand final with his kick <laughs> from the pocket. No, 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 no. Scully. Turn yeah. the story yeah. into how he won the flag for the Eagles. That was it's pretty. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Bought the house down. But it's bullshit. <laughs> but it's funny. So I don't know like, where Josh sort of sits on the context. I'm not having a go at Josh Dacos, but it's hilarious. Like, yes, of course there's a fucking disparity between, mate. They, 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 these clubs are privately owned by yeah. sheiks in the Middle East, mate. Sheiks, sheiks? I'd say. <laughs> You'd say sheik, would Sreek. you? Is that right? Isn't that how Star Wars, mate? <laughs> I think it shakes. Uh, royalty in the Middle East. Like, there is big, big oil money. There is huge amounts of coin rolling around over here. Yes, there's a disparity. Yes, they put the heaters on in the grass because it's snowing, Josh. It's cold. Because they've got a load of money. Yeah. So, uh, you, mate, you asked the question whether the, the highest pl- paid player in the AFL should be making more than the highest paid administrator. Well, the, 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 the CEO AFL. of the AFL is, is, has been getting more than the highest paid player, which to me doesn't make sense. Yeah. I just think that. I, I, the CEO is a very important role. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the players and the best of them deserve the uh, but what's compensation. Gonna, what's going to do? Okay, let's just say Andrew Dillon gets paid two million bucks. No idea, and I don't really care. But let's strip him back to a million bucks, right? What are you going to do with the other million? Like, what are you going to do with the million dollars you just save with him? To the queries: are, are players, given their 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 shelf life is pretty short, are they getting enough? Um, at their, the best players getting enough. I don't know. There's, there's an argument both ways. Yeah, I, I would just purely be looking at the at the percentage split, uh, split of um, total revenue, not total turnover, total, total um, yeah, sorry, total revenue into the business. How, how are they splitting that? Is that disparity um, big enough, small enough? I, I don't think it matters if Andrew Dillon gets paid one, two, or ten million dollars. You're not going to be able to do much with the money you save off that in the, in the first place. No, I think it's just the, the optics of it anyway. I think that's us done dusting. Can I just ask one final question? You yes. know, I've, I've sort of, you've been on holidays, but is, it, is there a new uh, piece of 
looks like jewellery on your right wrist. Now, can I? It's a backfire for you, but yeah. No, I'm just asking. I, I just noticed it this morning, and, and it's got it's got love on it. Yeah. yeah okay. No. It says it, it, ready. It says I from? love you, Dad. It's from my five year old mate. Love it. Yeah, you, are you wearing that uh, full time now? <laughs> yes, I am. So you don't love it. Don't say you love it. <laughs> I think it's. Pretty, I thought those little lollies that I gave Sid the other week, but no, there's actually it's, it's a real bead. I'll, on g- him. I'll get you. I'll get you one, Skate. <laughs> I'll, wait, I'll wear it. Okay, Skater. I'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> Draft preview. Harley Reid. Harley Reid party. Pick one. Take it. <laughs>